Welcome to Authentic Energy, a podcast dedicated to getting to the bottom of what it means to be your true, authentic self at work. I am your host, Wendy Brand, a former corporate executive turned transformation coach. Let's take this learning journey together as I meet with guests weekly to learn how they've managed or not managed to find the elusive boundaries and success in their career and what it really means to find balance. Welcome back. If you're following along in the series with us, I hope you were able to do some homework this week. Did you pick an emotion that you wanted more or less of and keep a journal of those emotions as you experience them? I hope you were able to, and I hope it brought some awareness uh, to you. So congratulations if you got the homework done. If you didn't, it's never too late to give it a try. So this week, we continue our conversation around awareness and disruption, specifically around behaviors. So behaviors are our actions, both conscious and unconscious. It's really the outward display of what we are thinking and feeling. And we focus on changing behaviors and habits to get what we want out of life. I hope you enjoy the conversation. All right. Welcome back to the Seed Series. So today we are talking about behaviors and we are tying it all together here. I mean, we're kind of coming to an end, Whitney, in this series because we started talking about your values, then your beliefs that drive your thoughts, which create your emotions and those emotions out of those emotions come our actions or behaviors. So the theme is you are what you eat. Tell me a little bit more about that. So you are what you eat really is about what you put in your mind and what then gets reflected in your action. And when you feel misaligned in one of those places, so you get the, you hear your values and your beliefs, your thoughts, your emotions, and your actions. And remembering that thought is the time that you get to actually change in real time. And then you change your emotion, then you change your behavior. But the more that you create that awareness, the better you become over time at creating that alignment and you feel less friction in general in your life. And there are probably hundreds of books on habit setting, you know, seven habits of highly effective people. And a more recent one that I've read is James Clear's Atomic Habits. And he says that there's really three layers of behavior change. So if we want to change our behaviors, we may be looking at it in three different ways. He explained it like an onion. And the first layer is changing your outcome. So this is really tied to a goal typically. So you want to lose weight or you want to get a promotion. And so what are the things you need to change in order to lose weight? The second layer is really changing your process. This one he says is more about implementing a new routine. So you want to lose weight. Well, one of the things you need to do is you need to maybe go to the gym or maybe you need to change what you're eating. So your process is what you change. And then the third and deepest layer is changing your identity. And, you know, we've been talking a little bit about this in in the changing your thoughts and changing your beliefs and tying back to your values, really the deepest layer of behavior change. Yeah, I, I really like that onion analogy. I think this series really starts to scratch their surface on awareness so that you have the opportunity to choose a different process so that you can ultimately choose whether or not who you want to be is who you are being. And we're talking for 20 minutes, maybe, you know, a week about this, 
but you're right. It's really just about creating awareness, hoping we're providing you with some tools that you can take back with you. But it really is a, it's a process and and awareness is the first step in that process. Yeah. I think last week we talked a little about that. Like if it took you, you know, 10 or 20 or your lifetime of years to get to where you are right now, it's going to take a little time to change those processes. So create grace for yourself and start with that awareness and start with little steps, little moves. And why is it important to make change? I mean, do we have to make changes in our life? What if we feel like I don't want to change? I think change is a choice, just like anything else. But I think that when people decide they want to change, it's because something feels out of alignment or some you think something isn't going well. So you start to um, feel that in your head or your heart or your gut or something starts to trigger for you where it doesn't, you feel out of balance. And, and sometimes it's not even about balance. Sometimes it's about goals. Like you were saying, like, I want to get a promotion. Well, what's stopping me from getting a promotion and starting to understand that block starts you to help you identify that friction point. Is there anything that you've changed recently? Any habits or behaviors? We talked about behaviors that have evolved for us over our lives yeah. a little bit. And so the one I reflected on, which I'll share, is uh, going to the grocery store. If you ask me now, hey, do you want to go to the grocery store? I'm like, no way. (laughs) I'm not into it. I'm going to get there. People are walking slow. I just want to get out and get on with my life. And so my, my thoughts before I even get to the grocery store are I'm going to have to deal with slow movers and aisles blocking me from getting the things that I want to get. Right which hasn't happened, isn't true, is just something that I think is going to happen. But if I rewind to when I was in college, uh, and I went to college at a small state school in Pennsylvania, and we didn't have air conditioning in the housing that we were living in. And so my roommates and I would gather together and go, who wants to go to a grocery store? And we'd be like, oh, pick me, because it was one of the few places that had air conditioning during the summer. So if we were living there, we would all pile into the car joyfully and go to the grocery store because what we imagined that we were going to have there is this blast of fabulous cold air and and relaxation. It was like going to a spa for us in the middle of the day. So it's the same activity. It's serving me differently but I feel differently about it because it's serving a different value, right? I, before my value was around getting some recharge or relaxation or something to, to help me on my way. And now it's about time. I don't have time for that. I can't, so, so it's in uh, contest with different things at different stages of my life, same activity, but from a behavior standpoint, how I operate going in joyfully or in anger might also have a different result in, in what happens to me later in the day. Right. So I yes. think knowing that about myself now, I try to reflect on, you know what? I used to love going to the grocery store. There's nothing wrong with going to the grocery store. It's a great place to get cooled off and just head to the grocery store changes the way that I feel about it. And then my behaviors. That's a great example. And something else that James Clear wrote about in his book was tying a reward, putting something positive, tying something positive with a behavior that you're trying to change. And so for you with the grocery store, if you think about the positive of having the air conditioning, especially in this 105 degree weather, right? To have that maybe be some sort of incentive to get the grocery shopping done, take away the negative thoughts that currently exist for the people, you know, blocking 
your access to the aisles that you need and thinking more about the positive things that you can tie to the grocery store shop. Well, your behaviors throughout that journey are different then because your orientation that you go in with, because your thoughts and emotions that you lined up to that, then mean I'm going to, if I'm thinking about how cool and wonderful it is at the grocery store, then when I encounter somebody, I'm more likely to be graceful and um, talk to them about their day and smile at them and not get too upset about the pace. And, you know, versus the other version of me who's like, oh, why am I here? This is, a, you know, then I'm snippy as I go through and, and maybe I'm impatient. Maybe I don't get everything I need because I just want to get out of there. And so my behaviors reflect the thought and the emotion that I had and result in a very different experience. Yeah. So earlier we talked a little bit about long-term and short-term change. So kind of peeling the onion back. And so there's sort of levels of approaching a behavior change. And one is awareness, one is a process change, and one is really make sure that you're aligned between your values and your actions. You articulated a a couple of great books. One's Atomic Habits and the other one is... Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Yeah. And then a book that I picked up was, I think it's Mel Robbins' Uh, the five second rule, which talks a little bit more about this short term when to kind of, once you have the awareness of the thing that you want to change, disrupting that process cycle for you. So it's really about your brain has already decided that you want something. So you have the thought, you know, that it's going to feel good to do that, or you've developed the emotion around it. But, you know, when you get up to go to the gym in the morning, you hit your snooze button and roll over instead of get up and move. And so the principle behind this is a disruptive process element, which is the alarm goes off, you put your feet on the floor and you just start moving before your brain has the ability to develop that second thought and second emotion. And then a second action, which is roll over and go to sleep. (laughs) That's great. And I think we've, we've talked about, I mean, disruptors is also a theme, I think throughout these episodes, in addition to awareness, but also having, making, having that disruption so that you can become aware of what needs to change and rewire your brain. Yeah. So we were talking before the episode and you were talking about uh, having some frustration around not doing one of your check items that you'd like to get more of in your life. How did you use this process of thought, emotion, action to resolve that for you? Yeah. So I've been a little frustrated with myself that I haven't been taking these daily walks that I committed to myself that I would do. And so this morning I tried something different, not intentionally, but it worked. I put myself in the situation where I didn't have the amount of time that I have right now to be taking walks and put myself back into a situation where I, when I just felt like I had no extra time. And so I thought, okay, if I were to be put back in that situation where I I felt like I didn't have extra time, what would I want to make sure that I get done with this extra time? And I just went and put on my walking shoes and went for a walk right then. I like, I didn't question it. I didn't, I just went for the walk and I came back so refreshed so ready to do this podcast recording with just a clear headspace. And I, I, you know, sometimes, and we all know this from trying to, to change our habits to be in shape or lose weight, because it's, I think one of the most common ones that people have a hard time following through with, but after you do it, it feels so good. And that's why I think that five second rule is so impactful because if you just do it, the reward is there. 
but you have you have to force yourself to do it a couple times before you can change that habit. Yeah, to create the new neural pathways, which is a lot of what we we've talked about in yes. some of the other episodes. So what I really like about that example is that you are you're really practicing gratitude because what you're doing is you're reframing yourself to a moment of scarcity so that you can appreciate the thing that you have right now and figure out how to better leverage that. So that reframing really put you in a sort of a, a feeling of loss. Yes. And so now you understand what the gain is or the reward. So it helped you to focus more clearly on the reward. Yes. So it can go in either direction, I think is what you're saying. So I can I can reframe to the positive and imagine something that I could get, or I could imagine what I'm going to lose. Yes. If I think back to the grocery store one and, and I and I use that same method that you just used, then if I think about it positively, I think about a relaxing journey through the grocery store where I get all the things. And if I think about it from a scarcity perspective or what I'm going to lose, I think that I'm going to feel the emotional weight of the anger. And I also think I'm going to get out of there without everything and have to repeat the trip. So I, I think about it on both sides and both of those serve me in some way. Yeah. Great comparison. So what do we want our listeners to take away from this. What is the homework? I love homework. <laughs> so we can choose your own adventure on this this week. And going back to your onion analogy, the first one would be around awareness. So if you're in a place where you're trying to create awareness of your behaviors, then we've got this great thing. It's called a behavior reflection sheet. Shout out to all you teachers out there. This comes from, I think, a kindergartner reference for teachers, and it asks you to do four things. One is identify how you feel. So I felt, and then fill in that blank. And then the second one is because, so you felt because, three is I chose to, and then your behavior. Next time I feel that way, I will and you can talk about how to change that. So this is all around awareness, identifying the emotion, identifying why you did what you did, and then why you chose to do that. So going a little bit deeper. So identifying the thought that went along with it. And then next time, what is the behavior that you'd like to associate with that emotion? So that's your awareness exercise. If you want to go straight to disruption, so you've already got the awareness, you know you want to get to the gym. The second possibility here is implement. Mel Robbins five second rule, which is don't think, act. So if you think, man, I'm really hungry and I'm headed to the refrigerator at 10 o'clock at night and, and you know that the bargain you made with yourself is to have a glass of water instead, just go to the sink. So don't, don't overthink it. Don't even open the door. Just go to the sink. And so try and derail that behavior with an alternate behavior before you have a time to create the new thought, the emotion and disable yourself. That's great. Okay. And so the behavior reflection sheet, we'll go ahead and put that out on my website at wmbcoaching.com. And the five second rule, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> just decide no the worksheet for that. <laughs> no worksheet. Just do it. Identify the action you want to take and anchor on that. And then when you go to try and do it, you hear, just do it before the other thought comes into your head. Okay. These are some great homework and I'm excited for our next episode because next week we're going to tie it all together for you. 
Yeah. We're, so you got all these awareness chunks flying at you now. You've got these beliefs and values and thoughts and emotions and now behaviors. What do you do? What happens? <laughs> I have all this awareness. So next episode helps us to process that a little bit more to, to create a plan. Fantastic. I'm looking forward to it, Whitney. Me too. See you soon. What a fun conversation. Okay, here are my takeaways. Number one, thought is the point in which you can change in real time. And the more you create the awareness, the less that you feel friction in your life. Number two, three layers of behavior change. Number one, changing your outcome. Number two, changing your process. Number three, changing your identity, which is the deepest layer of behavior change. Number three, awareness is the first step in providing you the opportunity to choose a different path. Number four, change is a choice. Number five, tie a reward or positive thought to the behavior that you want. Number six, Mel Robbins' five-second rule says that when you have the thought that you want to do something and then the time comes around to do that thing and you don't feel like it, just do it. This action disrupts the process of thoughts that are convincing you not to do it. Number seven, reframing your thoughts to a place of scarcity can allow you to see what you have, the place of gratitude, and take action from that place. Number eight, your homework this week. If you want to try to create awareness of your behaviors, you can access the behavior reflection worksheet on wmbcoaching.com forward slash behaviors. Or if you just want to disrupt those thoughts and take action, try using the five second rule with Mel Robbins this week and just do it. Thank you so much for listening. It, it means so much to Whitney and I. If you enjoyed the episode, I hope you will go in and leave a comment, share it with a friend. We really, really appreciate it. <laughs>